to the absolute bolt from the blue podcast we've got the people that you would expect and the people that you were hoping for starting off with bernard denine bernard has got a new man city fan in the family very happy about that <laughs> well yeah from from years of my daughters being with united fans i didn't want them to split up and uh well at least one of them's had the sense to be Start dating a city fan now, so so we're all right. Not you don't go much. I think he's a bit of a tourist, but uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll any any take anything. I'll take anything, mate. I've got four granddaughters who all turn up in United shirts on cameras and stuff. So yeah, I'll take anything as it stands. <laughs> I'm, I, actually, I'm Bernard. I think you're very close to being excommunicated. <laughs> all these United. Oh, they've never been in my. I'll tell you what, they've never been to my house in United Shirts. Put it that way. Oh, good man. <laughs> and guys, we've also got the man, the legend, the one that you are hoping for. We've got Ray. Ray is my rentagob because he can talk about anything, uh, especially Man City concerning. Rentagob. Did he say rentagob? Obviously, rentagob. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Cheers for that. All right. All right. Well, well, guys, listen, um, this game against Tottenham, I mean, Ray predicted it about four or five games ago. We are leaking goals and we were leaking goals in this particular game as well. But um, let's get started with the lineup, uh, Bernard. So anything surprised you? Um, Just run us through the lineup and tell me what your thoughts are. Yeah, Cities was Edison Walker, Gradiol, Akanji, Diaz, Rodri, Bernardo, Foden, Haaland, Alves and Doku. And on the bench, warming the bench again, was Mr. John Stones, Ortega, Phillips, Aki, Kovacic, Grealish, Gomez, Bob and Lewis. No no Nunes around, even though he's apparently been training, so I'm not too sure what's going on with Nunes. Personally, I got nine right. I did have Aki in there for a Kanji, uh, as, uh, sorry, for a Guardiol, and I did have... Um, Alvarez, I didn't have Alvarez, I had Lewis in there instead of Alvarez, which I, I think, although Alvarez didn't play too bad, I thought Lewis might have made a better fist of it over 90 minutes. But uh, yeah, so no big, big surprises. I think that's, that's just, I think the big surprise is that, you know, what's happening with Stones? I mean, what's the point of putting him on the bench if he's not going to get on for any games? I just don't know what the logic is. So if he's not fully fit, I don't think he should even be starting on the bench. I think. Ray intimated in on another thing that uh, it's just to scare the opposition, which uh, I don't think's working. As uh, I think he said that tongue in cheek, but uh, there you go. Do you want the Tottenham lineup? 
Yeah, just fire it through, please. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll try and get the word, correct pronunciations. are probably miles out. Vicario, Udogi, Poro, Royal, Davis, Basuma, Celso, Johnson, Kulisevsky, uh, Gil, Son, Subs, Forster, Austin, Skip, Hodgeberg, Richarlison, uh, Veles, Santiago, Donnelly and Dorrington. So a, a pretty... Uh, obviously, they're a bit injury-struck Tottenham, aren't they? So, a team, really, if you look at it, if you combine the 11s, would you t- put any Tottenham team, Tottenham players in that City team? Probably not. Sonny? Not Sonny? Well, no. No, he's a, I don't like Son. I think he's overrated. Well, while, while Ray is uh, munching through his... Um, his dinner we we will ask him one question because we did have one question ray it's been a few months now what do you reckon of guardial okay uh obviously you haven't seen my my latest video uh where i criticize our defense um guardial keeps making mistakes he keeps making mistakes. He keeps. Um, he, yes, he's only what twenty-one, but there's some lazy play that I see from Guardiola, um, where he just. Uh, he, I think that's a that general place. malaise with the team, though, mate. I, yeah. I, I see a lot of lazy play from a lot of them. At yeah, the yeah, no, I, I agree with that. But yeah. I, mean, I know he's got a point to make because he's brand new. But yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I think he's, he should be stepping up his game. You can't. I think some. I'm, I'm just this is conjecture now. I never thought about it like this before. Sometimes you see the way City play and it looks a bit casual. It looks, you know, but I'm not saying it is, but it just looks casual. And maybe some new players when they join City think it is casual and then they can be casual. But you have to, sounds perverse, but you have to work hard and prove yourself so that you can look casual. And you have to earn earn your casuality. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but that's true and I, I think Gavadio's got mistakes in him and that's that's and it seems to be one every game that, and that's a concern um, I, honestly I was shocked with this lineup. shocked oh really I tell you I was shocked that there was no Nathan Aki now people might say well Aki came on he let Spurs score that last minute goal whatever um, but I'm shocked there's no Nathan Aki Re- I really am because he was our best defender last season He's our best defender. I'm surprised, not shocked, but surprised that there's no space for Rico Lewis when Rodri isn't doing the business the way he used to. Now, you know, that could be for a variety of reasons, okay? Um, And it could be that the slight change in system has affected Rodri, or maybe Rodri's dropped off a little bit um, because he's had three or four poorish games this season and made some stupid decisions getting sent off against, was it Forrest, missing three games, getting an, a, a silly booking yesterday, so he's going to miss the Villa game. And when we haven't got an adequate replacement, because Pep will not play Calvin Phillips um, at all. Um, so, <sighs> I was disappointed not to see Rico Lewis start. If John Stones isn't fit, as Bernard said, what's he doing on the bench for the last three games? You know, is he there to scare the opposition? Oh, John Stones is on the bench. He might come on. Oh, no. Oh, no. You know, it's like from I'm just thinking of Monsters in, you know, he's high, he's, he's there waiting to pounce and everybody's going to get scared when he pounces. It's ridiculous having him on the bench. Put a kid on, he'll gain some experience from being with the big boys. Um, and he might actually be, if, if, if John Stones was required to play, I don't think he would have played. You know, if we had a couple of injuries and we needed another central defender, uh, Pep would have wangled something and not let John Stones play. It's crazy. But I would have had Nathan Ackett, definitely. And I wanted Rico Lewis because I want him to work with Rodri. We are lacking in midfield. We're lacking all over the pitch. I mean, you know, I'm not going to go into it too much. Not um, clinical enough up front, not sensible enough at the back. And in midfield, not there's not enough protection and not enough creativity. Uh, so why couldn't we have someone like Rico Lewis alongside Rodri to help him out, help protect our defence and help start our attacks? I just don't get it. Uh, so, yeah, I was disappointed uh, with that lineup. Well, let's ask uh, Bernard. Bernard, why does Pep insist on putting stones on the bench when he's obviously not fit? And my, the second part of my question is, do you share uh, Ray's enthusiasm for Rico Lewis? 
No, I'll answer the second question first. I mean, what Rachel said there was <clears throat> my two differences to the to the eleven. Uh, those two players should have played, in my opinion, rather than the guys who did play. Uh, well, sorry, what was the first part of the question again? Well, uh, uh, the, the, this business of putting John Stones on the bench when yeah, he's obviously yeah. not fit to play. I think what Pet wants to do is get him on for 10 minutes, whether that's any use or ornament, I don't know. But unfortunately, the games, he's stuck him on the bench. We've not had that ability to stick him on. You know, we've not been two, three, four, you know, you know, it's just not happened. So, you know, does he want to, obviously, is he not doing enough in training to see whether he can start or not? Does he just want to give him 10 minutes of, of the pace of a proper football match? I don't know, but that's what's happened. He's just not been able to stick him on because we've not been in a position to stick him on. So that even against Leipzig we were in the position which you, you would hope that uh, Stones would have seen the light of day but of course we did, you know, we didn't score our third winning goal till uh, you know too late so Stones wasn't going to get on at that stage with the team playing okay and coming back into it so that's the problem uh, Stones is possibly okay but <laughs> only for 10 or 15 minutes which is why I don't think you know we're not talking about the Villa game but I, I can't see him starting that one he's going to be on the bench again against Villa Ray, what what what's Pep doing? Uh, sticking stones on the bench is it just for morale, or or what? What's that all about? Honestly, I can't I can't, I can't give you that even an inkling. I think Bernie's got the probably the best suggestion is that Stones needs ten to fifteen minutes, and we can reintroduce him slowly. But we've been so shocking defensively that um, Stones not has not been, been able to be introduced for those 10 or 15 minutes in a game. I've said it, maybe tongue-in-cheek, but a half-fit John Stones, I'd have him in the side right now because the rest of us aren't doing the business. The rest of the players aren't doing the business. So well, of course, I'm- last night he had the opportunity, didn't he? We went we went 3-2 up. He had the opportunity uh, for Stones to come on, but he put Ko- Kovacic and I can't remember the other guy now, uh, put them on instead. I mean, Stones, surely, that was yeah, 15, 20 minutes left. If he was up for it, if Stones was fit, he would have been on the pitch. The person he should have put on, actually, he's done it in the past and he said this is why he's done it, it's Calvin Phillips. Just to shut up shop because he's a negative, he's not going to be creating. We didn't need to create. When you're 3-2 up with whatever, 10 minutes to go, you do not need to really create too many more chances. You need to make sure you stifle the opposition. So why he couldn't have done that? John Stones, Calvin Phillips, I just don't know. Well, guys, um, there was certainly some um, mega controversy in this game, but let's talk about the first goal, Bernard. Um, uh, that 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 was um, uh, Son Jungmin sticking in at the other end, um, as he normally does not do. But um, how did you how did you assess what went on there? Yeah, I've not watched the match, back, but I think all three goals came after we were either attacking or at a corner. I think uh, I think I'm right in saying that. It's, it's not so they had a, a build up from the back, and this is I think it came from our corner. I think Rail correct me if I'm wrongly. I think we had a corner uh, at the time, and uh, of course. Uh, Kulisevsky, is it, was set away by Gill. Uh, and Doku seemingly had all the time in the world to get to get the right side of Son and, and actually put the ball out or do something or control it. But he, he misjudged the flight of the ball in some way. And, of course, um, he had an opportunity just to put it in Rose head as well. He'll stick a foot on it and get it. But he tried to be clever. He tried, he tried to sort of uh, be cool and calm and casual, uh, Doku. He's not, you know, he's not a defender. But at the end of the day, he's a footballer and basic football, you know, you, you know, oh shit, I'm in the wrong place here. I'll, I'll oof it out or do something. And I'm sure Pep wouldn't have complained about that. I mean, who's going to complain about him oofing it out in that position? Because Son, you know, I said I wouldn't have him in City team, but he's a talented lad. And he took full advantage. And uh, you've got to look at it and say, what the hell? I've been blowing smoke up Edison's bum uh, for the last uh, few weeks. What the hell was that? That was an awful, awful from Edison. He just went through him. Simple as that. Walker was across there, but he, he only jockeyed because there was a guy in the middle. If Walker had come across, all Son had to do was just put it on a plate for the other Spurs player. So it was a pathetic, again, a, a really bad goal to let in. Uh, defensive error, uh, no protection at all from our attack. It, it was just an awful way to go 1-0 yeah. behind. Fortunately, it was only six minutes. Uh, yeah. Ray, over to you, mate. Any any thoughts? Well, hello, Mr. Pep. Hello, Mr. Pep. Spurs, 
Okay, have got the best, I believe, the best record in the Premier League against City, or well, since Pep's been here, even better than Liverpool. Okay, Spurs have the best record against Man City. Now, in the past, they've relied on being ultra defensive, keeping it tight, and hitters on the break. So we have this corner, and the hitters on the break. What are we doing? I said to Bernard previously. We don't tend to score from corners. The best thing we should do when we get a corner is kick the ball off the pitch and give them a goal kick every time because we are more dangerous when the opposition, especially someone like Spurs who are trying to play out from the back, dangerously so. We are more dangerous when, uh, more threatening when they've got the ball for a goal kick than when we've got a corner because we just cock them up. A few seasons ago, we started scoring goals from corners. We don't anymore. So, you know, how we can end up, and you know Son is fast. You know Son is fast. How, and Kulisevsky as well, how we ended up getting done there is ridiculous. And and Doku, okay, I'm not an advocate for cheating in football, but, but he should have just pushed Son over. Once he knew that he wasn't getting the ball, foul him, take the yellow card, he won't get sent off because we had someone in the middle. Was it Walker or whatever? So you're not going to get sent off. Take the booking for the team. Move on. You know, we're making too many bad decisions, poor decisions, uh, and it's costing us. Uh, you know, if guys, I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, have I got this wrong? But I think that are you guys jumping ahead a little bit? I'm talking about the Son own goal. Well, why don't we talk? About is, is that is that not what we're talking about? No, because Spurs scored first. Did you watch the game, Mike? <laughs> I, 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 I did. I thought we'd I, 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 I thought we I thought we'd got past that. No, but, but um, okay. I'll pass it over to Ray to get his comments yeah, yeah. on it. You got your editing to do now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, Ray. Finish off, mate, and then we can go on to the to our equalizer. Okay. So um no, I, I think I finished. Um I'm just thinking about how Mike's going to do the editing on this. Um, no, leave uh, it in. Show nah. him up. <laughs> no, I, I just thought we co- we covered that. I was going on to the next part, but um, no, oh, okay, go ahead. Question because Bernard had asked me to make a comment, but I'm going to press my button. Shocking if ending. <laughs> it's it's going to be on loop now. Shocking if ending. Every game, every game we play. Shocking defending every single time. And it's boring. It's boring. Pets doesn't train them to defend. But it's who do you want to blame? Because, hey, wherever there's blame, there's a claim. You've got to blame somebody. Who do you blame? Do you blame the attack for not scoring enough goals or being clinical enough? Do you blame the midfield for not protecting the defence? Do you blame the defence for making individual errors and, and being shoddy? Do you blame the manager? For the system he's got, that isn't working. It certainly hasn't worked in the last three games. In fact, the last eight games we've played, we've only won three in the league. In eight games, that's rotten, rotten form. I mean, not for me to say, but others might say, we're having a bad season. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, Ray. I mean, you took me to task for that, but are you eating your words a little bit because? You you talked again and again and again about individual errors, and I think I'm being proved right. No man, I was taking the piss out of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, Bernard, are, are we still? Are we? Are we still? We're having an average twenty three, twenty four season so far. Uh, uh, Bernard, are we still talking about individual errors? Yeah, everything, but yeah, but individual errors caused by uh, team errors. As a whole, as a unit, as a unit, we're not performing. Spurs were terrible last night, but as a unit, yeah. they performed far better than we did. Uh, we're just not performing as a team, and that starts from Haaland down to Edison. Well, let's talk about that first half, um, uh, Ray. I mean, how did it shape up for you? Now, first half, we were pretty much, we were dominant. We had chances, lots of them. Um, to summarise, we, we went in at our time 2-1 up. We hit the um, crossbar, stroke post from, from a doku shot. On one hand, you think, oh, he was unlucky, but he had a lot of the goal to aim at. Maybe he could have scored. Harlem missed an open goal with no goalkeeper to beat. He put it wide. 
And I've said this before. Alvarez, Alvarez hit the post. Alvarez hit the post as well, the outside of the post. Um, and maybe on each occasion, we should, well, certainly Haaland's, we should, he should have done better. And I said this before, last season, I think Haaland was scoring one goal every three chances. Now, earlier this season, he was one goal in every four chances. It's not much of a difference, but it is a significant difference. And I've said it uh, in previous pods, it's like repeating myself. It's deja vu all over again. But early goals change the direction of football matches. If Haaland has scored, that, um, you know, as Bernard has, uh, himself said, you know, you, you, instead of being 2-1, you're 3-1 up. Spurs shouldn't be coming back from 3-1. And then you can go on and win 4-5 and five because, you know, they're a bit depressed or they take too many risks. And we saw like the, the, the Chelsea game, when you take too many risks when, they were down, when the Spurs were down to nine men, but still had a high line. They got battered at the end. And, you know, you can't guarantee it. There's nothing in life that's guaranteed, uh, especially a uh, situation against Spurs, which I guaranteed last week. <laughs> um, uh, what a fool. Um, but you, you can't guarantee that, you know, one goal would have led to another. But we were so dominant that first half. I think if Haaland had scored, that's uh, what was tapping. We had enough quality to create other chances, which we saw with the actual goal we scored uh, from young, young Phil Foden, our second goal. Um, that we would be able to still create. A, a, all right, I've got my, everything wrong anyway. But we sh- we should have been three or four one up at half time. I don't think there's any question about that, and we weren't. And I've said this before. I mean, it's, it's uh, like a broken record. We're leaving teams in games. Teams that should be, we should be two or three clear of them. We're leaving them in games to come back at us. You know, uh, you can go back and look at someone like Sheffield United. We be we only beat them two one. We left them in the game. And they, they could have scored a, an equaliser. I mean, we, we're we not firing on all cylinders. It's hard to do that when you've lost Gundogan, KDB, Mares. It's hard. You lost, we lost a lot of senior players. And it's hard when you haven't got leadership. We haven't got leadership in that side. <laughs> Walker is um, captain. He's not, I, don't, I can't see him leading from the front. I can't see the Diaz of old. The warrior Diaz shouting, cajoling. I see it coming from Haaland. I see it coming from Rico Lewis. Rico Lewis, who come on right at the end when he thought he wasn't going to get um, the goal kick, that it actually was a goal kick. He went in. He was livid. And I thought I thought he was going to get booked for what he was saying. We saw the passion from Haaland at the end of the game. Or, you know, for that ridiculous Simon Hooper decision. And then at the end of the game, Haaland was effing and blinding. Uh, he was mad. He was livid. Pa- that's pa- that's passion. But some of the senior players, I'm not seeing the passion. I'm not seeing the energy. I'm not seeing the desire. And as Walker talked a good game at the start of the season, you know, he wants to win that fourth thing, uh, tr- um, title. We're ready for it, and all this, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna. Do- I can't see it. I can't see it on the pitch. All I can see is some. It's far too much casual play. And when you look at the goals scored against us. Every single one of those Spurs goals, casual play. Chelsea goals, casual play. Leipzig goals, casual play. It's happening far too often. It's casual play that's costing us. And hey, when you get when you get away with casual play, it looks cool, doesn't it? But when you get uh, caught, you look like fools, and we look like fools right now. Uh, Bernard, how do we fix this? Let's <laughs> uh, let's ca- casual play, shall we say? I mean, that, that's one thing. I mean. Look at Bernardo. He's a he's a prime example. Last night he was he was doing little little flicks, little things, and, he, and occasionally he came off, but generally he didn't. And it's casual. Bernardo isn't that sort of player. Bernardo's the sort of player that all that, that balls on a string, and yet he's not doing it. He's taking little little risks, and as Ray said, those risks are just casualness, and it, it's throughout the team. I will defend Diaz. I thought I thought Diaz played pretty well. I thought he showed a lot of. Uh, uh, his grit last night, a couple of sliding things that obviously sometimes don't work, but you know, he's blocking shots, etc. But yeah, overall, right, right, it's quite right. There's too, there's too much casuality, as we've, we've said before, in that team. How do we put it right? <laughs> well, um, we've still got great players, so we've still got a great manager, and they've just got to work. Uh, we have to work. There has to be a work ethic. There wasn't any work ethic in that second half mm. for me. That second half, we came out as though we were going to hold on to 2-1. We didn't look as though we wanted to go any further ahead. It was wrong, and it's work. Sometimes when things aren't going right, all you have to do is put your head down and work. 
And that's all we need. That's all we need the players to do at the moment. Just do what Rico Lewis is attempting to do and just work. Mm-hmm. That includes people like Harland, who, who had a couple of assists last night. But generally, uh, I'm sorry, he's there to score goals. And at this point in time, he's, he's letting us down. He's letting himself down. So, you know, that's it. It's a work ethic, I think, has to change. And I'm sure, I'm sure the players don't deliberately go out there and be lazy and casual, but that's how it's looking. So to change that, they've got to got a frame of mind. They've got to change the frame of mind and, and work, and, that, and that's what we need. We need to graft. We need to graft now for the next few games. Ray, controversial question. Is Ruben Diaz becoming a wee bit of a liability with the way that he slides in? Well, you know, I've heard people calling him, uh, uh, he's, he's, he's uh, going through the Mangala effect, isn't he, right now? He's... he's See, I was never one, and I get criticised for this, I don't care. I was never one of those to blow smoke up our players' backsides when I didn't think they deserved it. So, you know, I, will, I'm, enough, I might blow smoke up um, David Silva's backside or KDB's or Gundogan's from time to time, but I'm not being one to blow it up um, for people like Diaz. He hasn't shown enough for me. You know, he's no Vincent Company. He's had some very, very good games, very solid games, but he makes mistakes, as does you know others in our defence, Akanji and Gvardiol, and even, you know, it feels blasphemous to say this, even the mercurial Nathan Aki made a mistake. Everybody is making them. Some of them are making more than others. Um, but, yeah, Diaz has made a few this season, um, which you would say are uncustomary. He's not, you know, you're a bit surprised that he's doing it, but... As, again, I think it's not focusing properly. How can you, some of the mistakes he's made in the last couple of games, you know, that penalty against Chelsea, that was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. The um, goal against uh, RB Leipzig, that was a really poor bit of defending from him. So he's not immune to making errors, to getting things wrong. Um, once again, I can't. If, look, if we could put our finger on it and say this is the reason, we'd be, we would be being paid. The big books would be better than Pep. If we can tell what's wrong with Pep's side, and we're just putting ideas forward, you know. Um, so, but I, I just think, it is a, as Bernard said, there's a malaise in the team, uh, a casualness, a lack of care and attention. And that's costing us, costing us big time at the moment. And it might cost us in the end because... We're going to look back at this season, whatever happens, and say those three draws with three games we we should have won. The Liverpool, Chelsea, Spurs. We should have won these three games. We should be sitting on top of the tree, handsomely so, um, and we're not. And that's bitterly disappointing. Bernard, is it, is it time for a new captain? Oh, God, yeah. I, I think Walker's a waste of space as a captain. Uh, as a player, he can be brilliant. As a player, he can be uh, not so brilliant. But as a cat, I just don't see any, and it's all down to discipline as well. I, I've talked to Ray about this, the discipline of the team. And obviously, I'm not going to pick on Ireland for discipline at the end of the match because I think we're all, we all wanted to be Ireland. You know, we'd all have been in Simon Hooper's face, of course. But uh, I just think generally discipline's poor. There's no sort of, uh, you know, when things aren't going right, I don't see, apart from the odd player, uh, of course, Rodri was a bit frustrated uh, last night when we obviously let that third goal in. I saw that on social media where he's ranting and raving. But I don't generally see it through the game at key points uh, of Walker, Gene, anyone. It doesn't matter. I mean, at the end of the day, is it, you know, you don't need a captain if your team are firing and the team are as a unit, as I mentioned before. And we're not at the moment. Unfortunately, if you're not as a unit, perhaps that's when you do need a captain to step up and start uh, controlling things. So, no, I'd, I don't like Walker as a captain. I think it's wrong. I can understand the reason for it, how they do it, but I don't agree with it. I think the manager should pick the captain based on, on the players he's got. So, no, I, I don't think overall he's a very good captain. We should, we should have someone. At this point in time, you'd probably say, uh, I don't know who would you have. I mean, we've always said Diaz, haven't we? But he's a bit in and out. Uh, Rico Lewis is captain for me, though. At least, at least he wants it. Or early in Ireland, perhaps it'll calm him down ridiculously enough. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think Walker should be captain. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if, you, if you're playing as a team and everything's working out. You don't really need a captain, but it's not really working out at the moment. 
Well, Ray, if not Walker, then who? Because I know that you don't uh, particularly fancy Kevin De Bruyne as uh, as a captain. Um, who, who would you who would you put in that role? Um, who would you have as captain? Um, uh, Diaz was all, has always been one that uh, we've mentioned. KDB shouldn't be captain. I think I agree with Bernard. Just let him focus on his game. Um, it's 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 a struggle because I, I don't want Walker as captain. Uh, I don't even think Walker should be in the team at the moment. Um, you need someone who's going to be consistently in the side. That's that's the first um, criteria. Now there are four or five players who will always be in the side. Edison is one. For me, John Stones is another, but he can't get him, keep himself fit. Uh, Rodri is another. Uh, Bernardo is another, but I, I can't see him, him being captain. Um, Forden, can't see that. Doku, no chance. And Haaland, no. So, you know, get a coin, toss it, see who wins. All right, well, Bernard, let's let, let's talk about the uh, the Holland incident. Obviously, he he um, he lost his marbles at the end of that game. Um, can you explain to people who haven't who haven't seen the game what actually happened there? Well, if anyone's not seen, at least seen, seen it on social media, I'll be very surprised. But it all boils down to I think he was on the uh, the circle, the centre circle, wasn't he? Uh, Harlan managed to get to it. Was fouled. I'm not too sure which guy fouled him. But what he did, he actually stood. He actually stood back up very quickly. Didn't whinge about the foul. There wasn't much time left in the game, so we had to keep things moving. So he showed a bit of uh, you know a bit of brain there, which was nice to see. And, and he managed to uh, clip it through. Grealish was staying onside, but the referee looks as though he's going to blow for the foul initially. And then, obviously, we've seen it magnified. We, we saw it at the time, if you were there or watched it on telly. And then he just waited play on. He just waited play on. So, obviously, the ball, Harlan carried on and played the ball through to Alvarez. Uh, sorry, Grealish, who looked a little bit offside, but he wasn't. He timed his run perfectly. And, of course, the referee suddenly decided, right, we're not playing on. I'm going to blow the whistle because Grealish was all right. He had a long way to go. He had chases, uh, defenders chasing him. He was probably relieved, I joked with Ray earlier on, that uh, the ref did blow his whistle because of the pressure of actually putting that ball in the net. Uh, having said that, the ref might have blown for full time just as he prepared to shoot, knowing knowing Mr Hooper. So, yeah, that's what happened. Of course, uh, Harlem, the guy who, who supplied the pass, was livid, livid, and of course we've seen some animated uh, pictures of him today. But the thing is, as well, Ireland was already on a yellow card. I can't remember when he got it. Uh, but so again, discipline-wise, yes, I totally agree with what Ireland's thinking. But it was very lucky, uh, extremely lucky, not to be sent off in the game. And there's obviously could be repercussions. I'll, I'll take that over to Ray now on that one. Well, yeah, Ireland. Um... Well, City can be investigated and probably charged and fined for the uh, reaction of the players um, to that incident, which, yeah, okay, you you understand that and I'm expecting that. But I, I've already uh, in slightly in jest said um, that Hooper should be fined. Exactly what City are fined, Hooper should be fined for bringing um, the game into disrepute with his decision because that was just, uh, it's, it wasn't an incompetent decision. It, it goes beyond incompetence. It, it was so ridiculous. I can't explain it. I uh, cannot explain. Um, the, the, I can't even start to think how he went through his decision-making process and came up with that decision. Um, Haaland, he was apoplectic. He was lucky not to get a yellow card there and then, which would have been seen him missing the, the Villa game because he'd have it would have been sent off because he's already been booked. Then he was effing and blinding after the game, but that was a Villa player who'd said something. Um, so they can't get him for that but then he puts out this social media post as well just said WTF about the decision and that can get him in trouble so I think there'll be people after him they'll be wanting him to be made an example of you can't, don't say you can't behave like that on the pitch you can't, to the officials you can't do this on social media you know and and I think the, 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 there may be a groundswell for more than a fine but to have him banned, you know, because we've we've heard it. People are saying, you know, City dropping points again and again and again is exciting for the league. It gives everybody else a chance. 
and that's what they want. So everybody else would be happy to see Haaland banned for one, two, three games and for City to drop more points so their teams can win. They don't want to see justice and fair play. Um, they just want their own teams to have a better chance of winning. Uh, miserable old scrotes, aren't they? Uh, you know? Bernard, this can't, this can't possibly be compared to the Van Dyke situation because he got sent off and then he aimed a volley of effing and blinding at the referee in real time, not on social media. So I don't think that's comparable. Uh, what, what do you think? It probably isn't, but it's City, mate. So it does, does it really matter whether it's comparable or not? We're, we're dealt with, you know, whether we think, you know, it's all a, all a fix and it's all it's all conspiracies, all these City fans whinging about, you know, whether we like it or not, we do we do come out uh, not usually smelling of roses, do we, when these things happen? And I'm sure they'll look every single way they can to retrospectively do something about uh, Harlan and perhaps... Uh, but as I said to Ray, I'm not, I'm not overly that worried if he got banned for a game or two. He might do some good. He might do City some good. So... But yeah, uh, no surprise. It won't be any surprise if something does happen. But I'm I'm hoping it won't. But uh, we'll have to see. Ray, something has changed between last season and uh, this season. When we did have um, people like Gundawan and um, Mares, we weren't getting pegged back like this. I mean, we we continually get pegged back and yeah. end up drawing games that we should have won. Yeah, we we last season we had senior players whether they were on the bench or on the pitch. So, obviously, we had Gundogan and, and KDB. You can't get more senior than that. We had Mares, who played reasonable amount in the first part of the season and didn't start many games in the last part of the season, but he was still there as a senior player around the team on the bench. We had even Emeric Laporte, who didn't start too many games, <clears throat> especially in the second part of the season, but he's around the, you know... So, we've lost, in effect, four senior players there. Um I think that's it. I, think, I don't think anyone else left. But we lost four senior players there who would have helped guide the younger players. Now, we've got younger, you know, some younger players there. You know, Doku's 21, 22, whatever. Haaland's 23. Even Phil. Phil's been there. Phil is experienced. He's been playing in the first team for six years, but he's still only 23. Gvardiol's 21. So we've got a mix of, of, of youth and experience. And the experience isn't working at the moment isn't helping the the youth and sometimes it's experienced players who are doing the cock-ups i mean uh alvarez yesterday i mean he's not an experienced player but what's he doing flicking the ball we're winning 2-1 we're not playing too well in the second half what's he doing just flicking the ball to nobody it was just a, a, a nameless flick and honestly i look at that and say that's the kind of stuff i would have done i would have done that i'm i was a hit and hope merchant that was a hit and hope pass it was to no one in particular. If it had been, you know, um, if he'd got lucky in Haaland and picked it up and scored a goal, everybody would say, oh, what a no-look pass. What a fantastic. But it was shocking. It was shit. I'm going to go as far as say as, as, far as, as that and, and use that colourful language. It was not very good at all. What's he doing? Who's telling him? You know, uh, I don't understand it. And I think ha Alvarez is a very lucky boy to be in the side at the moment. Now, he scored a lot of goals and... Part of me says, well, if you if you scored, for argument's sake, three goals in five games and, and that's how consistent you are over the, a period of time, it's very hard to be dropped. But uh, he's, he offers energy. I think we need more than just energy. We need quality. We need guile, as Bernard has said. Um, and we don't need hit and hope passes like that. And he's not the only one. I saw Grealish trying a, a back heel or something I thought, with three men around him. I thought, what were you doing? If it comes off, yeah, it's fantastic. But on the balance of probability, it's a 90% chance, I reckon. It ain't going to come off. We're going to lose the ball and two of our players are going to be out, out of the game and they're going to run down. And this is what happened. So some really shocking decisions, which I'm surprised at because we, especially under Pep, we're a team of percentages. We take the percentage option. We take the less risky option most of the time. So I don't know what the what was what's going on. You know, a player's taking it into their own heads to take the risky option. Is Pep asked them to do that? Is Pep admonishing them? Is Pep going to drop them? It's some there, there has been some ridiculous decision making. Closing down on that cross for the last goal. There wasn't any. Someone should have been Walker, should have been in his face. 
in his face to stop that. But it was lackadaisical. It was lazy. Are we relying on somebody else? You should never rely on somebody else to do the job. I used to tell my kids this when we used to cross the road. I said, and they just relied on me doing it. for. I said, don't rely on me. If I make a mistake, you're dead. Don't re always rely on other people. You've got to make sure you do your job. Do your job first and then then let them do theirs. If Walker's in uh, in the face of the, the guy across the ball in, maybe he stops the cross. But you've got to want to do that. And I think too many of our players are now passing the book, passing responsibility to somebody else and saying, oh, go on, mate. You, you know, um, we can take that risk because we've, we've never come a cropper too much. So we'll take that risk and let somebody else deal with it instead of dealing with it themselves. Uh, Bernard, we were cruising to uh, close, but a nice 3-2 win. And then the least likely person, I thought, that would come and hit us was Kulisevsky. How the hell did that happen? Uh, that, was, that was the 90th minute. I mean, that that was so depressing. Well, he wanted it, mate, didn't he? He wanted it more than Aki did. Uh, he, he sort of, you know, he didn't foul him. He just wanted that ball. He wanted to get his head to that ball and score the goal. He had a run on him, though. Sorry, he had a run on him. So yeah. that, Aki from a standing start had no chance. Yeah. No, so he just he just just went for it. He just directed. He had one one aim in life to get to that ball and headed that ball in. Aki being there was inconsequential. It didn't really matter. He may as well have not been there because he just brushed him aside uh, with the power of the head. And I think he's I think Kulisevsky scored against us last season, didn't he as well? So uh, it's not it's not unusual uh, for him to uh, you know a bit like Son, not unusual for him to score against us. But yeah, he wanted it more. As Ray said, it shouldn't have even happened. Uh, it certainly shouldn't, you know, it's as though, I mean, literally as Ray said that, there was someone on Twitter commenting about, have we not, have we not learned how to stop crosses? You know, as, as Ray was commenting on it, someone else was mentioning it on Twitter. He's totally right. I mean, we're just, just jockey. I mean, there's a time for jockeying and there's a time for doing something. And uh, unfortunately, we're, again, defensively, we're not, we don't know the difference. We can, we're not deciding which is when, when we should do it and when we shouldn't. And all credit to Kulisevsky. I mean, I never thought a 3-2, it was guaranteed that we were going to win that game because we've, we've watched City over the last uh, few weeks. There's no, you know, and I just assumed that Spurs might get an equaliser. So it didn't surprise me. And uh, a rubbishy Spurs team, which is what they were, uh, thoroughly, you know, got, got away with the point and uh, the fans loved it. And they went down south quite happily and we were all pretty depressed on and off the pitch. Well, I mean, there, there was a, a, a few shards of, um, of, of gold through all of these clouds. It was a wonderful goal from, from Phil Foden, wasn't it, uh, uh, Ray? Yes, nice team. Nice team goal, uh, which has sadly been overshadowed and forgotten. You know, we've, you know, I've hardly heard anybody talking about what uh, Phil did because simply because of uh, the other <laughs> incidents in the game. Um, but it was a nice, yeah, it was a nice way we played through Spurs, around them, through them. Uh, and uh, it was so calm, you know, uh, it was a nice finish from Phil. Well, uh, Bernard, are you a little bit worried now? I mean, we're, we're dropping points, we're conceding goals, we're third in the league now. Um, and uh, Arsenal keep rolling on, Liverpool keep rolling on. Um, uh, how much concern does this give you? Well, you've got to be worried, but I mean, it's only we're only fourteen games in, and I, I did again off air and on another thing with Ray. I said, if Arsenal or whoever uh, Liverpool go on a run now, and we carry on in this sort of uh, form, which hopefully we won't. Uh, you know, if they they can open up, but there's no you know. 10 points by Christmas, ah, we'll pick it up, we'll pick it up next year, KDB's back, we'll be fine. But you've got to worry a little bit. But, you know, uh, Villa can leapfrog us into third spot on uh, on Wednesday night. And there's no, there's a certain possibility of that happening. Uh, well, yeah, you've got to be a little worried. But, you know, we've got, we've still got good quality players that, as I say, if they start playing and knuckling down and Pep, Pep, uh, gets his magic wand out again uh, <laughs> um, oh yeah, I'm not so uh, wrong words perhaps but uh, yeah, we'll be fine but yes I think if you're not worried 
or concerned. I mean, I put worried in my my sort of header for my thing. I said, uh, you know, about being worried, and you have to you have to be a little bit worried. But yeah. hey, we've been worried all the seasons, haven't we? And it's all turned around. And eventually, though, you know, it's it's going to not turn around. We're going to get to the stage where it won't happen for us. You know, these magical moments. And uh, at the moment, we're not having any magic. You know, we needed someone to to provide a magical moment last night, and I don't think there's anyone capable on that pitch of doing that. Uh, that's what we're missing at the moment. That that sort of guy to pull us up by the bootstraps and and have that magical moment. And um, uh, perhaps Grealish could have had it <laughs> if, if uh, Mister mm. Hooper hadn't done anything. But I doubt it very much. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 concerned. But I think we're all concerned. I think Pep's concerned. I think the players are probably concerned. But perhaps that's a good thing. If they're concerned about it, they might actually get off their asses and do something about it. Well, Ray, I was slightly gratified by the fact that um, normally this goes against you, but I think pretty much every mad jack of the uh, the pundits were complaining about Mr. Hooper. But I think that what we really need is a settled back four, and we just haven't had that. And Aki needs to be one of them, and um, probably Rico Lewis, uh, another. But this chopping and changing of the back four is not doing us any favours. Absolutely. You know, um, at some point, Pep needs to decide on his sell side. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, last season, second half of the season, when we were steam, we were a steamroller. We were on a, a, a team on a mission. Pretty much, most of our players, it was the same. You know, uh, we had Haaland up front. We had Bernardo on one side, Grealish on the other. Um, we had KDB and Gunduan Rodri. We had, we ended up, I think, regularly with Walker on, at right back. Aki was playing. Akanji, Diaz, Edison. Now, if you look through our last 15 league games, apart from the ones at the end when it didn't matter or someone was suspended or injured or whatever, that was our side. We were solid like that. You know, Mares couldn't get a look in. Other players couldn't get a look in. And we got a sell side and we stuck to it. Now, we're all over the shop. All over the shop. You know, Bernard talks about the indiscipline. So when you've got Rodri, Rodri's missed three games from being getting a red card this season. He's going to miss another game now uh, for for this yellow card. So, Rodri's missed four league games in 15, will it be? Four league games in 15? That's a heck of a lot, you know? So, the indiscipline's costing us. There's lots of stuff costing us. It just feels like we're flopping away, you know? Um, we've, We've not got that it, it, we've not got that where we're all within us. We've not got this, the, the motivation. It feels very much like uh, that season when Liverpool won the league, where we just give up after eight games. Uh, Bernardo Silva said so. I think we were eight points behind and they, the players felt that we, they weren't going to come back. And they kind of just poked it around and got through the season. They did accept a defeat. I'm not saying we're in that position now, but they're somewhat terribly wrong. And... Well, it's not just, I don't think it's just one thing. I think there's several things wrong at the moment. Uh, and one of them is get, look, get a steady back four. Decide on what your future is. The future, the problem is, Pet, Walker's got a new contract. So it kind of feels like they're forced to play Walker. Um, change it up. Get Rico playing. Get Rico Lewis in. Get Johnny Stones back. You know, the fact that John Stones can't even get even five or 10 minutes when we need someone like John Stones, his character, his experience, his calmness. We need that. And we didn't, we didn't, we can't even get him on the pitch. So, you know, as I said, I think there's lots of mistakes being made at the moment. Um, and we just need to correct some of them. We don't need to correct them all. If we can cut some of the silly mistakes out, that'll make, we'd have won a couple more games this season instead of drawing them. If we could do X, Y, and Z slightly differently, we'd be, we'd have won a couple more games this season and we wouldn't be in this kind of, this feeling of a bit of doom and gloom. But here we are. We're going to make the best of, what, of where we are right now. 
Well, Bernard, we're not that far back, but I mean, how confident are you that we can uh, turn this round and go on a run? <laughs> uh, yeah, of course, of course, I'm confident. Of course, I'm confident. Oh, we, have, we have to stay confident. We get sold off and too negative anyway. But yeah, of course, we. I mean, look, we're City. Uh, you know, if we can't go on a run while we've still got Pep there in this team, uh, why are we bothering? You know, I, I can expect this when we've got a new manager and things are changing, and we're going to have a bit of a change. And we'll God, we've got to get top four and all this sort of thing. But uh, you've got to be confident. I mean, see, there's no one we've played. There's no one we've played and drawn with or been beaten by in, say, Arsenal's cases there that we should be frightened of. And I, I doubt very much any of these other teams are capable of going on a run. Arsenal, Liverpool, I just said they might do. Uh, but I'm hoping they won't. And, uh, you know, based on what I've seen, uh, why should they? Because, you know, they've, they've still, you know, I've not seen anything to scare us. Unfortunately, we're scaring each. We're scaring ourselves at the moment. That's that's the problem. We ourselves out, we'll be fine. But it's it seems a bit bit off yet. It seems a bit of a way off. As I said, we've got to go back to got to go back as old Delphi said to basics. I think at the moment, uh, whether we're capable of that with the way Pep. Uh, Pep's formations work. I'm not too sure. It always has to be something a little bit different. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. As I said, I've not seen anything to scare us, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me, of course, if we do uh, finish second, third or fourth and not win it. But uh, I'm still still a long time to go. 20, 24 games, 72 points to play for. We get 69 of them, we'll probably win. Well, um, changing the subject just a little bit, uh, Ray, a new statue unve- uh, unveiled, uh, Francis Lee and uh, Mike Summerby and Colin Bell. Um, that was the way merited? No, man. No, Mike. I think <laughs> you didn't deserve it. That was a week before. They just absolutely bloody deserved it. And it's about time, too, because there's only one of them still knocking about. You know, I, I, maybe they should have done this. A couple of three years earlier, uh, or you know, once once Colin Bell had passed away, maybe they should have done it then. You know, it's only Mike Mike Summer be left now. Um, fully merited, fully merited. Uh, you know, they were they, they were the guys who really, and there's a lot of players, but these are the ones that I pushed to the forefront from the team of the late '60s, early '70s. That magnificent uh, side that won the Division Two title, or you know. They'd call it a championship now. They won the league title. They won the FA Cup. They won the Cup Winners' Cup. They won the League Cup. All in the space of, was it five years? Something like that. Ridiculously. They were ridiculously good. Um, And as as I said, these are the three guys that were, you know, uh, pushed to the forefront. They're the ones that were the most recognised. They were the uh, holy trinity of Manchester City. Uh, Yeah, fully deserved. Yeah, no, no, yeah. those three guys won more than their three across the road. I think we we totaled more honours than they did in that period yeah. as well. Even though they go on about the United legends and laugh at City legends, but hey, ours ours were actually better on stats as well on on paper as well. Yes, yeah. I mean uh, Bernard, just a just a quick question here. I mean, how far should we go with this? I mean, obviously, City are putting up <laughs> statues left, right, and centre. Are, are are we um, are are we missing anyone out? Are we missing the King of the Geordies? Oh, like, um, are we like missing some of the guys in the in the thirties and the sixties? It should be like the Seven Hills of Rome. There should be statues of City players from Paul Dickoff to Sean Gold to all, all the way around, mate, to Billy Meredith back in the old days. We should, we should, it should be like Rome with all the statues. No, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, some players get pitches, quite rightly. Some pay, pay, players get mosaics, quite rightly. Uh, some players get statues. At this point in time, yeah, I don't think there's a who's queuing up for the next statue, probably KDB. There uh, might be. Chewing up for a statue or two, but let's let's get him back firing first and uh, let him earn it. So uh, again, but uh, yeah, I, th- I think we're all right for a, a little while. We'll have to. Well, I think we'll we'll stay put for a little bit anyway. But uh, yeah, well, what what I always thought was Old Trafford, mate. And I've I've statues up, um, and, you know, all the all the roads leading from the Etihad to Old Trafford if I could. Although of course they they get defaced very quickly. But hey, so what? Uh, I'd, I'd do it all the way. All right, all right. Well, well, one statue that I, I think would make a tremendous statue is that, um, that that goal by uh, Paul Dickoff against Gillingham. I mean, that would make a wonderful statue. But uh, let's see what they do, guys. Two final sections, as we always do. 
um, uh, Ray and uh, Bernard, um, any other results around the world and in the league that uh, struck your attention that we we might comment very briefly on? Nah, not really. No. Liverpool fluked it, didn't they? I believe yeah. I didn't see any of anything of it, but they got a late goal. Obviously, we we may have got one of those ourselves, but uh, we're not Liverpool, are we? So, we're, mm. thankfully, look, thankfully, look, give them credit. They've done it about four times this season. Yeah. Come back they're and doing it, and we're not. You know, you, you that old song we used to sing, isn't it? That's why we're champions. We've not been able to sing it yet, have we? Because we ain't done it yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, lads. Well, that was a short section. Okay, Ray, what's next up for Man City? Villa game on Wednesday night away from home against the Villa side. That's on a roll. They've won all their league games at home this season, all six or seven that they played at home. I think they've won them all. Is it six to one? They're not so good on the road, but they're one point behind us. Um, you know, they scored 33 goals. We've, we've scored 36. So they're not far behind us in the goal scoring stakes. So basically, they're scoring over two goals a game. So mm-hmm. we, we, you know, I can't say it's keeping a clean sheet. We are going to be without uh, Jack Grealish, who got a silly yellow card yesterday. We're going to be out without Rodri, who got a silly yellow card yesterday. We, Doku was injured uh, during the game. We don't know what his situation is. Uh, Harlan might get in trouble for what he's his behaviour and his tweets. We don't know what's going to happen there. Um, you know, John Stones is, is is the super glue on John Stones' uh, shorts. Will keep him to the bench for the Villa game. Um, you know, I'm, but but apart from that, everything's looking great. Oh, Nunes! We don't know what's happened to Nunes, do we? He wasn't Nunes, in the squad last night. Yeah. No idea, man. Mm-hmm. Any not other not dark that, horses? Not that Nunes go getting into the team is like putting KDB back in, but uh, you know, we'll take anything at the moment. <laughs> I, think gonna, I think against Villa, we're going to have to sort of uh, smother that midfield and actually start yeah. defending. That'd be nice. Uh, because change. Uh, I'm not overly optimistic. I think Villa Villa will be up for this. I tell you what, they will be up for this. The fans will be up for this. You can be quite passionate, the Villa fans, if they try occasionally. Uh, I think it'll be a very difficult task. Uh, I, I predicted a draw myself, which I don't yeah. like to do. I never do that. I always predict City wins. But, you, you know, if, and that's not good enough. Uh, a draw probably isn't good enough. I know Villa have got Arsenal after us, haven't they, again, at Villa yeah. Park. So they, they could do us a favour. But if we can beat Villa, and then obviously Villa be Arsenal all well and good but that's a big if Who's doing it for Villa exactly in their midfield and attack Um, Ollie Ollie Watkins has scored a ton of goals Um, Leon Bailey scored a few goals Douglas Luiz scored some goals McGinn's been uh, scoring goals and been talked about quite highly so they're sharing it around they're playing as a team it's a team you know, not a bunch of individuals. And I think that's what's made the difference because when Steven Gerrard was there, I mean, he was crap, weren't he? Um, a lot of the same players. and But they've turned it around now. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Bernard, just to finish off with this comment by um, Jamie Carricker, that uh, City dropping points is good for the neutrals. I'm sure you've pro- probably got a few comments to say about that. Of course it is. I mean, you know what? Of course it is. It's good for everybody else. I mean, you know, City, City fans, we don't want it. We're, eventually, we're going to have to accept it. Like, you know, it's it's peaks and troughs. I mean, you know, obviously, the, the glory days hopefully will be behind us at some stage. We're not going to carry on forever. I would like to do it before I leave pop me mortal coil but uh, yeah of course it's good for everyone else it's good for football but it's not good for us City fans and it's not we're not good for our hearts etc but hey that's, uh, that's football uh, we just get on with it and, and it, I don't want to agree with him actually I, won't, I don't really want to agree with whatever Carragher has to say I think he's a total waste of space <laughs> yeah um, yeah he would he would spit in your face, Bernard. Everyone else. I mean, at the moment, the league is is sort of any any perhaps per many four from five can probably win it this season. As as teams are playing at the moment, if someone has a good run, no, that could all change. Hopefully, that'll be us. Uh, Ray, just to finish off with, you're you're. I would imagine you're probably. Um, ruling out Brighton, Newcastle, and Man United um, in in this whole mix-up. That, that, well, that's what I feel. Well, it's but, not real Newcastle out, I don't think. No. 
No, no, no. I, um, uh, if Man United win, I'd, I'd, I'd want to give up football. Newcastle, okay, they're six in the table. They've got 26 points. And they're seven points off the top of the table. But things can change so quickly. You know, if Villa beat Arsenal and Newcastle win their, you know, their games, suddenly they're, they're four points behind and that's nothing. Newcastle, I don't see them really challenging. But what's to stop them? They're only three points, four points behind us, you know. I think there's a lot of teams going to be in there, but Man United, God, Man United, <laughs> they're six points behind us. This is how bad we've been this season. Man United are six points behind us. They've got a negative goal difference. And three of them is when we beat them. But, no, no, here's the thing. Okay, Man United, they've only beaten teams near the bottom. Okay, when they played someone like Newcastle, they got beat. When they played Everton, they beat them. Everton low, low in the table. Luton, they beat them. Okay, they beat Fulham. Okay, so when they played teams that aren't that good, they do well. When they played City, they lost. When they played Sheffield United, they beat them 2-1. They beat Brentford 2-1. And you go back through everything they've done this season. I mean, they lost at home to Palace in, in the league. Um, they beat Burnley 1-0. You know, they lost to Brighton. The loss to Arsenal. So whenever United have played a good team, I'm looking through the rest of the season and obviously that game against Forest at the start of the season and they, they lost to Spurs. So, and beat Wolves 1-0 as well. So, they're not a good side and it's, shame, it's shameful. It really is shameful that we're only six points clear of them after 14 games. It is indeed. Well, I think we'll leave it on that point, guys. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We'll hope for better things um, against uh, Aston Villa. And uh, we'll be there with you right after that particular game. But we'll finish off in the normal way by saying have one on us and up the blues. <laughs>